Greetings, mortals, and welcome to another episode of A Podcast But Evil. Uh, I'm Doug Leaf. I'm Dan Oster. And uh, this episode, we decided to focus on something a little different than what we've done in the past. We are doing a mythological figure. We are doing Medusa. Mm-hmm. We're ticking two boxes here in terms of representation. Mythological and our first female villain. Now, what do you think we're going to get our first mythological president? <laughs> well, I don't think America's ready for that yet. Uh, especially since, you know, Michael Bennett dropped out. Right. Uh, and I, I, I considered him to be on track to be our first Muppet president. <laughs> I figured, Mar- what's her name? Marianne Williamson was close. Yeah, she was. she's, she's not a real figure. Yeah, she's fictional. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, Medusa. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, normally I was thinking we would start these episodes with vital stats, uh, but this one's a little different because this is this goes back to antiquity. Um, there, there it's are like height five foot four inches, <laughs> hair snakes, snakes, <laughs> <laughs> eyes brown, hair snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. This is interesting. Like this is a um, like Medusa starts to herself starts to pop up. I want to say in like there's references to Gorgons in um, to Gorgons to Gorgons. Is that what, oh, she's a Gorgon. She is a Gorgon. There are references to so Gorgons. There's more Medu- There's more Medusas. There's more. There's more Gorgons out there. Kind of. Yeah. Medusa is one of three sisters, um, but. There are. It's hard to say. There's a quote unquote. Lay it out for us, Doug. Set the scene. Lay it out for us. Lay it out for us. So the first references to like women with snakes for hair or or beings with snakes for hair go back like six thousand years. There is like right, and it's just guys going like my ex wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, she got snakes for hair. You know what I'm saying? The old ball and chain and rattle. The real gorgon. This one. Yikes. Yep. So that's been around for much longer than even the ancient Greeks. Um, But Medusa herself kind of pops in maybe around somewhere between 700 and 400 BC. And we get multiple versions of the story. That's that's quite a lot of time before we get a, a, a real heavy hitter in the Gorgon community. That's thousands and thousands of years. So what are these references? Where are these popping up? These are just like pieces of pottery and stuff. So there's not like text associated <laughs> with them. But they're clearly like this is cle- it's clearly a person with snakes for bathroom hair. doodles. <laughs> these are drawings on the stalls. Okay. But right. they but, but look, then, you, but you, don't, said, you don't mistake snakes for hair. Like that is very distinctive. Like you can't you can't imagine well that was something else. You know, sure. So somebody else had the poor, snakes for hair poor idea. Poor artistry. Like, right. I can't draw hair. It always looks like snakes. Ah, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Um, okay, so 400 to 500 BC, we get we Me- get Medusa. Yeah, we start to see references to uh, a character named Medusa in the works of uh, different Greek writers. Um, and then the story gets kind of flushed out and more cemented until kind of the more quote-unquote modern versions are more like seven or 800 A.D. Uh, And and that's when we start seeing like um, writers like Ovid, who is Roman, but he was responsible for collecting and sort of writing his versions of a lot of the Greek myths that had been around for a while, including like the J.J. Abrams of his time. Um, So that's sort of interesting that like, I mean, we think now we go, God, they're always doing stories about, you know, there's how many friggin Batman movies are they going to do? And uh this is they've been bouncing around this by the time we get Ovid, 
they've been bouncing this around for like a millennia. <laughs> right. <laughs> More than. And that's to say nothing <laughs> of like the innumerable 20th and 21st century versions of this character. Right. Like this is. Right. Well, of course. Yeah. So this has been around for an extremely long time. And when we were talking about like, well, what makes a character endure? Like they don't endure much longer than this. Like this is an extremely uh, iconic character from as far back as you can imagine. Sure. To be fair, less competition at the time. I don't know if that's true. You know, like when you look at Greek, like I mean, we were talking about this uh, a little while ago when we were kicking around the idea for this episode, but it's not a novel um, observation that our modern like m- um, Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel war characters or, or or the DC characters is the is our version of Greek myths and reading some of this stuff about Medusa without being super versed in you know everything from Greek mythology like it felt a little bit like oh this is what it must be like to watch Avengers Endgame without having seen any other Marvel property before. Because they're just referencing all these characters and their relationships to each other and who they are that, like, the Greeks would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, this is just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I'm up on this stuff. Right. Uh, you know, I got, uh, I got all the action I figures. I have the first appearance of Medusa mm-hmm. uh, still in the shrink wrap, so it's good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you and I were discussing this. We were saying, like, what were the... This is, you know... You can go ahead and steal this Saturday Night Live. Um, but, like, what you know, what did the what did the fandom look like back then? You know, who was the guy who, like, collected all the, like, little, like... You know, I guess the clay pots with the <laughs> the snakes, the women with snakes for their hair. Uh, you know, who was the guy who back then had all that stuff? I guess my point was, though, while this did occupy, uh, this was the pop culture of the time. Um, was there was there a lot of competing myths? Were there like a lot of like B sides that just didn't make it? Like we, I mean, would we even know? You know, was there guys like, yeah, yeah, you, you like snakes for hair? This guy's uh, got snakes for a butt, you know? <laughs> and it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it's the same guy, by the way, he's talking about his ex-wife. Yeah. Um, but uh, was there stuff that just didn't take? I mean, I guess so, right? Yeah, you mean like, we're like the squirrel girl and you're like only the biggest nerds would know who that is? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure there were, right? Because we, we've lost so much of this, like, you know, the Library of Alexandria burned down and all you know all of the first editions of you know the titan adventures the real the original teen titans are all gone yes yes okay well that's interesting to think that we're all all, we're only getting what survived but there may have been a lot more yeah like Um, for example i mean even with medusa like some of the early references to her don't talk about her in any great detail like there's references to her in homer's iliad and odyssey that are like very short little just like, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, like a, like a, they were refer to somebody as being like Medusa or, you know, oh, yes, Medusa. And they and without delving into the her entire story. Right. So that means well, that, like the same way was, that we could do that. You know, we've talked about Dracula. People would have a reference base. They go like, yeah, I don't need you to run through the whole thing. I got it. Right. You know? It's exactly. It. Uh, OK, so Ovid. Ovid. Uh, puts Medusa in did, which is it? Uh, the Metamorphosis. The me- okay. Which is his collection of I, I, I wanted to act like I knew and then I didn't, yeah. so I'm glad you, you, you filled it in. Yeah. All right. So Ovid's Metamorphosis. Uh, what goes what goes down? So this is uh, his version of the story, which is that uh, – and borrowing elements from things that came before it with his own splash of kind of, uh, his, his ideas. Um, so Medusa is the daughter of two uh, titans. Uh, she is one of three daughters uh, – 
she is the only one who is described as being quote unquote mortal. Um, although that may mean something slightly different, you know, to Ovid or in translation than it means to us, but she is mortal. Um, Poseidon uh, has his way with her in a temple of Athena. Athena then responds by turning Medusa into from a fair haired, beautiful woman into the oh. monster we know. Uh, and then uh, later we get so this. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, but, but slow down. So that's that's her origin story. I'm in my mind imagining Poseidon having a thing for snake headed women. So that's not the case. Correct. She did not always have the snakes for the hair. She was like a pretty normal looking lady. In this version, yes. And, okay, in this version. And then, so there's not a race of, of Gorgons then. This is Athena playing jazz basically yeah and that's one of the reasons like ovid's take is a little different because this this version has athena being pretty awful and like punishing yeah i mean first her of all, for, she, for for being she, the victim i guess poseidon, poseidon is pretty much let off the hook <laughs> right and also usually <laughs> athena, yeah and athena is usually not characterized as being shitty she's usually characterized as being very level-headed and, and you know, she's the hunter, right? She's the hunter. Uh, that is... Goddess Dian- of the Hunt. No, uh, Athena's goddess of wisdom. Uh, I think uh, Diana is the goddess Ar- of the hunt. Artemis, Diana... Uh, it's, yes, it's, okay. I'm sorry, Artemis. One of them is Greek and one of them is Roman, and I can't remember because right. they switch okay, up the names. sorry, Athena, Artemis. You know, yeah. it's so embarrassing when you run into a god and you mistake him for another god. Well, they all look the same. Athena. <laughs> <laughs> so Athena is the goddess of wisdom. Okay. Correct. Which is why doing this to somebody is a little out of character. But again, when you, when yeah, it seems a little rash for somebody who's so wise. That's Ovid for you. That apparently that's kind of his thing is that he seems to generally hate the gods, and that when he when he has a chance to take a swipe at him in the way he writes a story, he does. Yeah. So he was one of the. One of the first male authors to write shitty female characters. <laughs> yeah. Like in one version of the story, like it, Athena does turn her into the monster, but it's not as retribution. It's more of like, well, th- this is more to like to help you so that no man's going to F with you ever again. You know, like there, you know, <laughs> Gee, you, you, thanks. you are, you know, <laughs> appreciate you it. now have offense, awesome. you have offensive capabilities. Yeah. Yeah, now I don't have to worry about dyeing my hair anymore. Thank <laughs> <Yes>. you. <laughs> so that's 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 okay, the so, origin. Uh, so uh, uh, sorry. So uh, uh, Athena in this version, and you would say this is sort of the the, the version that we're most familiar with. Yeah, this is uh, probably the one that's uh, the most right. fleshed out. Okay, and Medusa that time is is she herself a titan, or if you're a daughter of a titan, are you a titan? Yeah, I think so. She's like a quarter titan on her mother's side? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I don't really know. I would assume that would make her I mean, the titans are gods. um, But she is described as being a mortal. The titans, and we were saying the titans predate the... They're the parents of the Olympian gods. So so they, yeah. Okay, yeah, but they are also, they also are gods. Okay, so she's the daughter of titans, so she herself then is a titan? I think so. Or titans are, or something, I referred, I heard them referred to once as like primordial, so they may even predate the titans. They're in the first, there's an original generation of like deities, and then you get the titans, and then the Olympians. Golden age. Yeah. Golden age, silver age. So, so she gets, uh, she gets Wally stomped by Athena. Mm-hmm. Now her deal is her powers uh, are pretty pretty uh, limited, <laughs> I believe. But they are snakes formidable. For hair, snakes for hair, and of course we haven't even talked about it yet. But if you were to gaze upon her, 
you turn to stone. Yeah. Right? That's a pretty, I think that's a pretty solid one. It's, this is the kind of myth that you see popping up. And, and as what we may talk about later, that there are, this is the kind of myth that, uh, ancient people would use to explain things. So it's like, well, where do those mountains come from? Well, uh, Medusa gazed upon the Titan Atlas, which turned him to stone. And that is why we have the Atlas Mountains. Ta da. And Atlas, you know, before that was just this big fleshy Shrugger. mountain looking thing. <laughs> right. He didn't have, it was a conical. Uh, he was very. <laughs> didn't have arms or legs. He was just this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. So, um, you know, the thing about that power, too, yes, it's, it is a strong power. But it's what you would call an involuntary power. I mean, there's also a big downside to it. She can't just flip it on or flip it off. I mean, she's it's on all the time. Yeah, the you gaze upon her. If you directly gaze upon her. You have to look at yeah, her. Okay, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. where we get okay, to you do, Perseus. Can you do like your peripheral vision and be okay? Well, that's where Perseus comes in, right? The, le- the, the, the other legend about her really is her death. That Perseus okay, is... Okay, so we get, yeah. we get her origin story and then we get her death. Okay. Correct. So a, a king sends Perseus to go fetch her head. Um, Perseus gets uh, goes there. Why does he want her head? Uh, probably because she's dangerous and causing problems. And this is okay. this is not something you need in your kingdom. Mountains left and right. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a Perseus gets a mirrored shield from Athena. Um, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Double dealing. Yeah, exactly. She he gets a number of other useful um, uh, items on his quest from other gods, but basically this the the mirrored shield allows him to look, he looks at Medusa's reflection in the shield, and that since he's not looking at her directly, that enables him to see where she is and then cut her head off. Ah, you know it's funny in my mind and dear listener, I bet in your mind too, you thought. That he like showed her a mirror and then she turned to stone. I know that's happened. I'm sure that's some that's some version of it, right? You reflect her uh, reflection back yeah. at her. I believe that's, that is the kid not, Icarus. That's not how it goes down in Metamorphosis. Yeah. He just cuts her damn head. Right. Off. I believe that's the kid Icarus version, right? You get the, you get the shield. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny how like so many of these stories do sound like video games. Like, and then he went to this god and acquired this item and then got this item and then you know, yeah. Is the Golden Fleece him? Is that also that is him? Jason. Oh, it's Jason. Yeah. Okay. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. The guy with the hockey mask? The guy with the hockey mask. Uh, <laughs> but, hates uh, hates fornicating that, teenagers um, and loves sailing the Aegean Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that sketch has been rejected by many comedy groups, I'm sure, oh, yeah. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So he uh, cuts her head off, and that's the end of Medusa. So there you go. Um, yeah, so we've talked about her. Her powers to talk about her origin. She, her, is she, so is she like, I mean, it doesn't sound like she's super villainous. It sounds like, you know, you just, uh, you just got Poseidon's like side woman here <laughs> and do this horrible thing to her. And then I guess she's like living in a cave somewhere. I mean, yeah, we don't get a lot of the middle part of the story. That's kind of the problem. Isn't and we're it? calling her a villain. I'm right now. I'm saying she's like, a victim. Maybe we're, maybe it's unfair to be calling her a villain. Well, she, she has yet to do anything super villainous. To be fair, she's she has an involuntary <laughs> problem. She has a condition. Really, she just needs to see like a specialist. In this version, though, right? Because we're getting so many versions of this story. So there are other versions where she is not uh, the victim of Poseidon and Athena's. Uh, wrath that she just is this snake-haired creature that kills people 
Um, a gorgon. A gorgon. Um, right. Okay. Where? Where? Where else? Where else does uh, Medusa crop? Kid, Kid Icarus, the classic uh, <laughs> sure. NES game, Nintendo Entertainment System for you Gen Zers out there. Um, for you millennials, right, so God of the God of War series. No, um, pretty much a- anything that you know does Greek mythology, right? You look at uh, say Clash of the Titans is a good example. They do the Perseus story um, where he encounters her uh, and slays her. Uh, that would also include the now, Clash of the Titans. I have actually not seen, which is embarrassing. But that's a movie from what the seventies. I think the set late seventies or early eighties. I'm going to check that while and then we're they, talking. They did, they did uh, a remake in the in the uh, aughts. But uh, is it just sort of a hodgepodge of all the all the big myths? Yeah, it's mostly the Perseus. I mean, Perseus is the main character, uh, and it's mostly this myth with bits oh. and pieces of other stuff kind of grafted onto it because. I think there's that feeling when you do a Greek mythology story. Like, well, we got to get them all in there. We can't, <laughs> we can't just do one story from Greek mythology. You can't disappoint the, the snakeheads, which, of course, are Medusa's fans. Yes. That's what they call themselves. The snakeys. Uh, so, all right. So, um, in that version, she's a little more actively villainous. Correct. Uh, th- this is, you know, he, he comes into her uh, lair and sees all of the... St- what are now statues from her previous victims. Uh, right. And he's just the one who finally Like manages. there's a guy delivering like a FedEx package <laughs> and he's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, and uh, for those keeping track, uh, the original Clash of the Titans movie is 1981 and the remake is 2010. Mm, uh, okay. And a, a Kraken is released in both? Correct. I don't know if it's called the Kraken in the original, um, oh, but wow. that is part of the Perseus myth, though, is that he does take the head of Athena... And uses it to the head of Athena. I'm sorry, the head of Medusa. Uh, oh, you did it I again. Did. Athena's going to be so pissed when she hears this. <laughs> Hopefully, she's wise and not mean. <laughs> All right, he takes that. Takes the head of Medusa, puts it on. He creates what's called the Aegis, A E G I S, which is a shield, you know, uh, like kind of like a you know an ultimate kind of shield of the gods. But he puts uh, Medusa's head on it and uses oh. that to as uh, an offensive weapon against the. Um, monster, uh, the the sea monster that is menacing Andromeda and saves her. Okay, so he's able to turn it into stone. Yes, the the head uh, keeps turning things into stone after being okay, severed from Medusa. Yeah. And interesting, uh, Medusa has two children that are uh, that sp- she doesn't speak to them. Well, they are a strange. They they are born after she dies. So what? It, yeah, in the story, uh, and this is in the Ovid version as well. After Perseus cuts off her head, uh, two beings spring forth from her uh, neck, which uh, one of which is Pegasus, the winged horse, and another one called Chrysaur. I don't know how to pronounce this. Chrysaur. C-H-R-I-S-A-O-R. Chrysler. Chrysler. <laughs> um, Chrysler LeBaron. Um, I'm sorry, that's a giant. So these are beings that are basically Poseidon's children that could not be born. Uh, I mean, you know, they're just, was it, this obviously predates editors. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't know a lot about mythology, but I do know there's a lot of springing forth. There's a lot of like things getting cut off and things springing forth, you know? Uh, and this would, this has both. Yes, it does. Uh, it definitely feels a little bit like the way you know. Like I, I have uh, a daughter who is almost four, and sometimes when she tells stories, 
Uh, and especially when yeah. she's making them up as she goes along, it's a lot of, you know, and then, and then, and then. Yeah, that's Ovid's, that's his process. His kid just comes in and starts just talking, and he's like, well, slow down, this is gold. Yeah. <laughs> a winged horse, you say? And what's its name? Pegasus. All right, great. Yep. It's in the, it's uh, in so the uh, scroll. Yeah, it's, it's, it's now canon. So... Okay, that's weird. I don't know if I need to go down too far down that path, but but okay, a couple of a couple of kids spring out of her n- her neck. Uh, all right. Yep. <laughs> well, why the hell not? I ask. Sure. This is the last time, the first and last time we do mythology on this show. Right. All right. That's kind of cool though. The I like the Medusa head shield weapon. I think that's kind of dope. Yeah. And uh, like, because that's how I talk. I'd say things are dope. That's that's just typical for. And me. apparently, in um, real but, in real life, the Greeks uh, would put images of Medusa's head on actual shields used by, uh, you know, uh, soldiers in combat. Like that was just, wait, they would, they would, they would no, I mean, they would paint it. They would paint a picture of Medusa oh. <laughs> <laughs> saying real soldiers. Who's got the Medusa head. I've got it right here. No. <laughs> um, but uh, told you to stand in the front weapon. You can only use for so long if it's before it starts to get kind of narrowly, you know? Yeah. I don't know. In the, in the, in clash of the Titans, obviously it lasts as long as the plot requires it to, cause it, that's the very end of the movie. Sure. Um, but I, I don't this know. Is like late season game of Thrones when like travel time gets short. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden it takes them a day to get across the entire map. Right. So that's that's kind of the story of, of Medusa. I do think she qualifies as well a villain. Well done, Doug. You really brought it. Oh, time, thank I you. Must say. I, I did just enough Wikipedia reading and YouTube watching to to get by here. That is what we all do that, now. That's what we call research. Right. That that is the level of effort uh, that I am willing to dedicate to this podcast. So, um, what is she showing up in anything else? Other than Clash of the Titans and Kid Icarus? Gosh, I, I, I would imagine uh, all kinds of, like, any uh, number of kids shows she would be on. Um, because this is another one like Dracula where you can kind of, like, cutify it up a little bit. I just like the idea of her being a guest on a kid's show. I like, know that's I not can't, me, Like, I can't remember if she's in uh, the Disney Hercules movie at all. Uh, oh, I, don't think so. I mean, there's got to be a reference if she... You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen Hercules. Uh but oh, you should. It's yeah. fun. Um, it's, it's it's one of the more fun movies because it's kind of just silly. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, like I I was trying to come up with a list of like appearances of Medusa. And um, there's yeah, I would imagine almost even like, you know, hey, there's an episode of the Muppet Babies where they're going to you know go to ancient Greece. Like they'll probably encounter a Gorgon like this is, you know, it's such an iconic um, monster in terms of its visual design that like. Like you sort of said, like, or you, if you mention Medusa, everyone's going to know. Yeah, the lady with the snakes for hair that turns people to stone. Like, that that is just a universally known concept. Now, I feel I should mention as much as I hate, you know, the identity politics that runs rampant on uh, Twitter. Uh, I also do understand the importance of uh, intersectionalism, and here we are, two dudes talking about a female character that I think it's I think it's kind of important that. She is female. I think that, you know, we, we should talk about what she sort of represents, both good and bad. And, um, I mean, it's okay if it's a little regressive, considering this was, you know, 2,000 years ago or whatever. But, um, yeah. yeah. They're not very woke, you know, are they? <laughs> yeah, they had a long way to go. And they were better than most. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, when you're telling me this story, I, 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 what I'm surprised is that I have kind of a sympathy for her hearing this story. Um, 
You know what I mean? She sounds like somebody who's more like she's a victim, you know, who's been cursed. Uh, again, we're going off of the Ovid version here. Yeah. Um, and there's other versions where the curse is not the response to Poseidon um, assaulting her, where it's like she brags about being the most beautiful woman. And then Athena says, well, you're not going to take that away from me. You know, the, you know don't again, don't dare the gods. The yeah. this. <laughs> so clearly a guy writing. it. Yeah. <laughs> Do not spit in the eye of the gods. They will punish you. But you're right. There's there's no question that there is this element running through it that with our 2020 um, eyes, you have to recognize this is a, a story about a victim in this way. Um, yeah, it feels sexist. It feels like you're blaming the victim and, and you know, you're taking somebody who maybe made a mistake and now you're, you know, calling her a, a monster. I mean, literally, she's now a monster and and seems she does seem representative of, of you know, that uh, that woman that broke your heart or something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, exactly. You you just cast her into the most uh, horrific light possible. Like, oh, you can't even look right, at her. You'll right. turn to stone. This is basically their marriage story. This is their version. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just sort of feels like I can't speak to it. This is the limits of what we can really say. But that's my inkling on it. It feels a little like. Uh, but then it feels a little like it's just a cheap shot in some way. Well, there's also a, a, an interesting and compelling, you know, set of powers, but kind of a cheap shot. Well, there's also a flip side to it, which is that the name Medusa, what that actually means, it, it's derived from a Greek word that comes from concepts like guardianship or protect protecting protection um Mm -hmm. and some of that it goes into the idea of like well medusa is literally guarding something but it also goes into that use of like her head as part of the shield which is she's also a badass right she's gonna you know you're not gonna get past her she's gonna really um just fuck shit up and so there were um, actually, I've learned about this. There were women's shelters in ancient Greece. This was a thing. Like, mm. like if you were a woman that had no place to go, and they would put an image of Medusa's head on the building, and that was really? a signal to you to like, no, this is a place where like you know women are going to be protected. Like we we protect women here. Wow. So there's a there's a whole maybe other got, yeah. Maybe got it all wrong. So there's a whole other angle to it, which is that like yeah, this is a a really strong female character. It's like it's like uh, when a woman's like, "Yeah, I am a bitch." You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, "Yeah, I am a Medusa. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I'll turn you to stone." Uh, that's cool. That's a really cool historical detail. Yeah, I thought that was cool when I found that out. I was like, "Oh, okay. This is they're 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 actually kind of using this as a way of like owning their own power, limited as it was." I mean, you think of that you with know? the Amazons. It's funny that you would think of that with Medusa. Um, but that's yeah. Like she is usually characterized as a, as a villain, right? There, you know, she is a monster. Well, I know, and so we're gonna talk. We talked about the alignment last time. Yeah, is she is she a lawful evil, neutral evil, or chaotic evil? I mean, I, mean, I know it depends on the depiction, but I'm on. Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel like she's more in the neutral category. I agree. I, I think uh, you know she's certainly not out to impose order on anyone, and she's not. If anything, you know, it's either neutral, like leaning towards chaotic, and I could see her um, being portrayed as you know taking revenge on the people who wander into her cave. Right? She she gets a kick out of like turning them yeah. to stone um, for its for its own perverse joy. 
Um, so there's there's some possibility of her being chaotic, but I think generally, yeah, she's more. I think most of the the, the characters that we do on this podcast that would be classified as monsters probably tend to fall into the neutral area, right? They're 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 just trying to do their own thing, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, it definitely occurs to me that, uh, and I'm sure the rights are available, uh, that she's, <laughs> she's due for she's in the public kind of domain. Her, own, her own vehicle. I mean, just from that standpoint. You know what I mean? Kind of like, you thought you knew Medusa, but you're wrong. And boy, are we getting a rash of those, right? Like, I, I know, I know. I was saying it, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit. But I'm also like, I don't know, this character feels like it's actually not a bad choice. Yeah, because I think most depictions of her are just, you know, snake monster lady. Right, there right. is no so new. You're telling me uh, feels more human and relatable in some ways, and uh, and because there's a big, there's this whole middle, you know, section that doesn't seem super fleshed out. I feel like that gives you a lot of uh, creative license, right? You know, um, we'll talk off. We'll talk offline. <laughs> we'll, well, that does lead into something else we we've been doing, which is fan casting. Like, if you were to cast somebody, oh, to- who's your dream Medusa? Yeah. Uh, jeez, I'm so bad at this. I, I can go. I can go first, and that'll give you a little time to think of one. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so the one that I came up with while I was noodling on this was um, Terry Hatcher. And first of all, this is not a comment on anyone's physical appearance because you know this character would be heavily <laughs> like. You know what? I see it, Doug. I see. She it. is fugly. No, it's not that. Is that you're assuming a lot of CGI and or makeup to pull this off? But what made me think of it was um, her. Uh, did you see Coraline? I did. Yeah, like her. She, the, she, she was the villain. She's in the villain in Coraline, and like her. Kind of, she has kind of a voice that is like somewhere. She she can sound sweet, but also it's got a little rasp to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and she could also sort of play someone who is um, physically attractive in one mode, and then uh, I think you know, obviously with the aid of special effects, horrific in another. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that is a that kind of gives you all the different aspects of the character that you need. So that was my pick. Did you say aspects, Doug? Very nice. Um, <laughs> don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got one, but it's, right. you know, I feel like whenever I do casting, it's just what's the first actor that pops into my head? You know what I mean? Um, Val Kilmer uh, right. every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, he can do anything. Um, I'm going to go with, because uh, she's kind of having, I feel like she's kind of having a moment right now. I'm going to go with Laura Dern. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because I think, here's what I think about that. I think that she's been able to play tough characters and is sort of, I, I, I think she is kind of at the forefront of kind of a feminist sort of movement right now. I feel like that's sort of happening uh, with her identity. And I would also argue that I think she can play uh, vulnerable uh, in that show. I think Enlightened, I feel like I saw a lot of that. And mm. I'd, that's what I would want to see in this in this depiction, I would want to see a character who's able to lash out and be uh, vicious and scary, but also someone who's clearly wounded and dealing with um, a lot of internal pain that's being manifest, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she'd be good. I like it. I can get behind the order. Yeah, just nominated for an Oscar, I believe, right? No, was she nominated? Yeah, she was, wasn't did she? Did she win? No, she didn't. Oh, God damn it. I don't know if she won. I don't think she I did. I thought she might have won. I think she got nominated. Okay. Anyway, so all the better. Um, yeah, I guess so. That works for me. Cool. 
then that leaves one other uh, item on our podcasting list that we need to do, which is uh, now we we pit her in a fight against the thing, right? Yeah, who would win? Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one um, because the thing doesn't necessarily have to have eyes. So that would be an advantage if it does, as long as it doesn't sprout any eyes. Well, that's see, I think there's a, new, a, a cultural disadvantage for the thing because everybody would know Medusa is so commonly known on Earth that everybody knows. Like, yeah, just don't look at her. Now she's still right. a physical threat, otherwise, but you, yeah, you can't look at her. The thing is not going to know that. So the thing is, I would think, be highly likely to look at her and then be turned to stone, and that would be an effective way of actually killing the thing. Right? I think that would actually uh, take out all of its. Body mass. Well, we didn't. Yeah, we haven't really talked too much about its, you know, vulnerability to being turned into stones. <laughs> I figure that's kind of a that universal. Would, that would work. <laughs> most most creatures. That would would be, work. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I got a question. Hmm. Uh, that's death, basically, in these myths, right? It's not like you can be unstoned. You're like, if you're turned to stone, you're just dead. you're petrified. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're not. There's not like, oh, you just need to, you know, look at the reverse Medusa. Look at her butt. <laughs> <laughs> I could have written these. Yeah. Um all right. So yeah, you're right though. The 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 uh thing has a has a disadvantage in that it wouldn't know our it would only know its own bullshit mythology. Right. Um okay. That's how she would beat it. Would it be able to beat her? I mean, how about this? I got one. What if it fucking replicates her and then has her powers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as long as it doesn't fall, as long as the thing doesn't fall prey to the petrification, it would win because it would just have to physically um, encounter her. And get, but I'm just, saying, to touch what, her and if assimilate it, her. what if it, what if it duplicates her? I guess it mm-hmm. doesn't really work because I feel like the thing kills you to duplicate. I don't feel like you, I just, you can't just duplicate. But if it did, then maybe you'd have this thing where like she's face to face with herself. And then she turns to stone. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, but then it might also turn to stone too. So that doesn't really work. But yeah, if it just can sneak up behind her, then all it has to do is chop her head off, which as we know is her one weakness. Right. At least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't seem, she doesn't have any like invulnerabilities. It sounds like, you know, you could just l- shoot a bazooka at her and it would kill her. I mean, she doesn't, she's not like, strong enough to stop anything yeah she doesn't have any other magic powers she's usually portrayed as being physically imposing that she's uh sure i think sometimes they give her like a snake body right too they want to have a little fun with it you know yeah they make her into like she's um, also a snake she's a naga yeah a naga thank you Mm -hmm. that's what i was looking for um yeah so she's like snake from the waist down lady from the waist up but then snakes again for him. I feel like I, for someone who's not actually spent uh, very much time playing Dungeons and Dragons, I, I have too many of these monsters like cataloged in my head. Like I guess they pop up in other. I guess they pop up in other game things. Like they're gonna all be in like Final Fantasy and shit. So, well, it's osmosis. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she could be imposed. I think sometimes I've seen her rendered as being larger too, like you know, bigger than a, a person. Right. This isn't. She'd be like nine feet tall or something. Yeah. Just you know, I guess there's some people who are nine feet tall. <laughs> uh, not to exclude anything. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. And so, who are we giving it to? Are we giving it to Medusa in this category? I, I feel like we I think are. we. I think yeah, we are just because of the high likelihood that the thing would look at her. Yeah, Without, just be like, hey, what's up with, and that's it. Right. It's very short, not very satisfying. In fact, it's going to be hard. I think, you know, with, with Medusa in that slot, 
um, with, with whatever we pick next, like that that power is extremely formidable. Like the you're, the odds of you need to pick somebody who's made of mirrors <laughs> for our next <laughs> or blind mirror master. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a villain or, from the comic or blind or blind. Oh shit! Yeah, how many? <laughs> Rarely do we give blindness to villains. Heroes, <laughs> baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. We do it sometimes, but it's uh, it tends to make them sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, great. Uh, I feel I feel like <laughs> I finally get to say we can call this myth, but <laughs> I finally get to say, yeah, uh, yeah I, I kind of felt like today was going to be a short one. I feel like uh, that's due to the fact that she really only has the one incarnation. Right. I think we could have I could have gone through uh, other appearances of her in fiction, but the the bottom line is the other appearances of her are always riffs on kind of the same idea and she is you know that we do get a little bit of her personality in that in the backstory um but you know it's not like she has like famous there's like famous quotable lines from her you know like she she is more known as you know for her monstrous um appearance and her uh petrification power than anything else. Like there's, there's Instead of like the articles that she writes for the New Yorker. Well, yeah, but it's not like, you know, where even say... <laughs> Why are we focusing on these things? You know, we, you know, say Dracula's got an entire novel behind him. You know, the thing has... No, I know, got it. There's, there's, there's just yeah, more lore yeah, totally. for for these other characters. And she doesn't have a lot well, who of Who knows what was lost? Who knows who knows how many stories there were there? And just we just don't have them anymore. That's absolutely but, true. Uh, yeah, I... Um, I don't know where I'm going. With this. Never mind. Yeah. yeah, it's also. She's yeah, great. I love her. I think she's fantastic. She is cool. Like I think you know we we wanted to <laughs> we wanted to go out of our way to try and pick a uh, a female villain, and I think she she's a cool one. You know to to start with. And again, I think she strains the definition of villain. I'm even gonna say I'm gonna go that far and say I, I in my mind she's uh, an unfortunate victim of society, <laughs> the, the repressive Greek <laughs> society in which she was born into. Indeed, you know? indeed. You know, uh, are Gorgons uh, just like us? Yes. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, so um, I guess that, that wraps. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm stalling for time. No, no. I'm sorry. I really uh, we, like I am. To do a little uh, yeah, uh, quick admin stuff, uh, I've now set up a Twitter account for the podcast. It is uh, You just look for podcast, but evil, but it's at podcast underscore but but with one t and that's it and i didn't get the ability oh, to, the funny thing was i i this is just maybe my ignorance of twitter but when i signed up for the account i was like what is it called podcast but evil and it just generated that so i wasn't able to change it i didn't have an opportunity to go like no i don't want to be podcast underscore but but there we are so, <laughs> so wait what is it again I, I, yeah this is going to be a real uh, problem for us it's it's the twitter account is at podcast underscore but that's all it that's is. That's all it is. Podcast butt. Podcast underscore butt. <laughs> so that's what they called. That's what they called me. And I, I know we're just gonna have to giggle. Hey, podcast butt, which is weird because podcast didn't even exist yet. Um, yep. All right, great. So at podcast underscore butt. So send us feedback um, there if you have. If you want to send us feedback about uh, the last three episodes, that would be awesome. And uh, ideas for future things, we'd love to hear it. Uh, anything you have to well, say? Well, yeah, and, and 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 you know, look, I'll just out us here. We're sort of banking these a little bit before we release them, so uh, this will be a bigger. Uh, part of the podcast, I guess, moving forward we, will be yeah, we soliciting uh, actual suggestions. Yeah, we absolutely want to engage with you guys, uh, you listeners. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to uh, pop a little uh, review in the old iTunes review hole, uh, we'd sure love that. 
Um, that's mm. another good way to increase our visibility. Stick it in the review hole. That's where it goes. <laughs> it all goes in the hole. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but absolutely, we want to hear from you. We want to engage with you guys. Um, we want to hopefully make this uh, something that's fun for everybody and not just the two of us yakking away in our respective I'm caves. fine with that. I, in fact, if Doug, if you don't even release these, if you just play these upon my desk. <laughs> we can do both. <laughs> um, all right. Well, great. Uh, Doug, uh, take us home. All right. Then, uh, gentlemen, to evil. Clink. <laughs>